Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Investing Podcast. My name is Curtis Coopersmith and I'll be your host. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about investing and wholesaling in a market that you don't live in, uh, the pros and cons, and my personal journey with doing it over the last year, year and a half. So if you're not familiar, uh, wholesaling or investing in a market that you don't live in is commonly referred to as virtual wholesaling. And I think that people hear that term and think that it just means, oh, I'm only investing from my phone or my computer. And that really is not what it means at all. Um, It has made a huge push in the last couple of years, especially since COVID started. Um, I think a lot of it is because people think that it's really easy to wholesale. And unfortunately, they're realizing that it is not and it costs a ton of money and there's a lot to it. Um, but I do want to share about, you know, kind of my personal journey, why I chose to start investing in a different market, uh, some of the pros and cons, and then kind of walk you through exactly how I did it so that if you are wanting to do this, hopefully this podcast will show you exactly the steps to take and what you need to do to get started. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Okay, first, let's talk about why would you invest in a market that you don't live in? And, you know, why did I? So what people don't realize is that especially for the people that live on the coast, you know, on the California, Oregon, Washington, or even on the East Coast, um, up Northeast, really, like New York, Pennsylvania, states like that, the prices are so high that even though the rent is high, the properties don't cash flow. So, for example, like in L.A. County, the average price point is $950,000, whereas the average rent is only $3,000. So, if you know anything about owning rental properties, if you buy a $950,000 house that only rents for $3,500, you're losing money every month. So, it doesn't make any sense to buy a rental property in some of these really high-priced markets. And so those people have to buy somewhere else. And actually, my former company that I sold, that's all we did. We worked with people that lived on the coast to buy rental properties in Oklahoma City. And it worked great. Um, I mean, we sold a ton of houses like that. And they were great returns for those investors. And it helped people who, you know, made good money but couldn't actually even think about buying a rental property where they lived because they would lose money on it. So really, one of the main reasons people, you know, think about investing where they don't live is for that reason. It doesn't make sense to actually invest where they live. But there are some other reasons. Um, In addition to that is, you know, there may be a ton of competition in the market that you live in now, um, or the, you know, the rate of returns have gone down, uh, which those two were the main reasons for me. Um, My personal story was for years, I had been investing on the northeast side of Oklahoma City. It has always been a rougher part of the city. And for many years, I could buy properties there for under $40,000 that were renting for $600, $700, even $800 a month. It was a great place to invest. 
And so I had still been marketing there. And this was uh, December of 2020. I'd been talking to a lady that had a property there that was a rental property that she wanted to sell. So I scheduled a time to go by and see it. It was a Thursday afternoon. And I just thought, you know, because for years and years, I didn't have competition on that side of the city. So I just thought it was just me going to meet her there. And so I drive over there and I get about three blocks away and there's cars on both sides of the street. Like, I mean, it's just packed. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, somebody over here must be having a party, you know, no big deal. So as I get closer to the house, I, there's still cars on both sides of the street. And as I get to the house, the entire front yard is just full of people, you know, investors, wholesalers, whatever. And I just thought, holy crap, if there are over 50 people here for a house on the northeast side of Oklahoma City, this has just gotten out of control. And, you know, from the marketing I was doing everything, the call rates had gone down substantially. The people I were, I was talking to, you know, the leads that were coming in, they were wanting just insane prices for their houses that I was like, this doesn't make sense anymore. Like, it doesn't make any sense. If I bought this house, it's not going to even cash flow positively. Why am I doing this? And, you know, spending my money doing this. But I knew I didn't want to get out of it. So I, I knew I was going to have to go somewhere else. So I started, you know, kind of putting out the feelers, doing some research about, you know, where were other people moving to, you know, investing in what would be a good place for me because I knew I needed somebody who really knew this other market because I wasn't just going to jump into another market without knowing somebody. And it just so happened one of my really good friends was already investing in Lawton. And so I got to talking with him more. Uh, we partnered up and we've been doing different deals there for about a year and a half now. And it's been great. But I learned a lot through this because there's a lot to actually doing it. But it's really not as hard as you would think it is as long as you know what you're doing. I mean, if you are just starting out brand new, yeah, it's it's pretty difficult to start out brand new, you know, investing or wholesaling in a market that you don't live in. But that's what I want to get into next is like, how do you actually do this? What were the steps that I took and what are some of the steps you can take if you want to start investing in a market that you don't live in? Okay, so the number one thing you're going to need before you can start investing in a market that you don't live in is to have a trusted local person. So whether this is a friend of yours, a local realtor, a property manager, just a local expert that knows that market who can tell you what areas to avoid, what areas to target. Um, all the little things that you know because you live there or because you have a lot of experience with that market. These things that you don't know unless you actually know, like the things that you really wouldn't even think about, but that if you live there, you know that about the place that you live in. This is so important because you're going to need boots on the ground, meaning you're going to need somebody to go by and take pictures. You're going to need somebody to get keys. All of those little things that, you know, you could do if you lived there, but you don't. So you're going to need someone there to do that. Besides that, the other 
things that you need to keep in mind is the way that you find deals is the same no matter where you live where you're marketing doesn't matter you know when it comes to finding deals wholesaling or finding deals for yourself there's a few main ways to do it and they're the same no matter where you are you know you've got direct mail you've got cold calling sending text messages doing bandit signs uh pay-per-click leads all of those things are gonna be the same no matter where you're at so your marketing efforts to actually find deals it's gonna be the same so you know don't worry about that part of it so just like we talked about with you know marketing for deals it's the same no matter where the information that you're going to need from these homeowners or sellers is the same regardless of what market you're in. You're going to need to know the years that of all the major mechanical items. So what I'm referring to there is the AC unit, the furnace, the hot water tank, the roof, the electrical, and plumbing. When is the last time those have been replaced? More specifically, when you're actually asking them, you want to ask, have the major mechanical items been replaced in the past five years? That's what you need to know because when you ask sellers or homeowners, have these been replaced? They're going to say, well, yeah, they've been replaced. Well, they may have been replaced 25 years ago. So that, that doesn't help you at all. Uh, just asking if they've been replaced, you know, it, it's not really going to help your case. Another thing you need to invest in a, in a market that you don't live in is to know the market itself. So I know we've already talked about, you know, having a local market expert, but for your sake, you're going to need to know the prices, uh, the rental rates, you know, what are good neighborhoods, what are not so good neighborhoods, you know, what are the prices that you're getting in these different neighborhoods, like spend some time, you know, maybe just going on Zillow and, you know, looking through all the houses for sale and in what areas, you know, next to what, you know, if it's near like shopping centers or schools or parks or whatever get to know those different neighborhoods and those different areas because you know it's a big thing you need to know all of those different things you know before you really start going after deals um, in addition to that if you're going to be wholesaling in that market you're going to need to find buyers up front there is no point in finding deals if you don't have a buyer already on the hook so you can do this a few ways. One is just by the people that you already know, you know, start reaching out to them and say, you know, hey, you know, I know that you're typically just buying here. Uh, but if I were to start finding deals in this other market, is that somewhere that you would be interested in buying properties at? You know, find out what their criteria is. What exactly are they looking for? tell them up front you know this is the, the pros of actually investing in this market instead of the market that you're already in because you might find people who you know maybe they're not investing in that market at the time but you can kind of convince them that like hey this is why this is a better market and if you're not wholesaling there it's a good idea to find a bank to loan for you or a private money lender who will be willing to loan you the money for these things Regardless if you're just trying to find deals for yourself or not, you need to know other buyers and other people in those markets so that, because you're always going to find deals that maybe you don't want, that don't match your criteria, but there's a good chance that they're going to meet, you know, meet somebody else's criteria. So if you know some people who are already buying in that market, 
that's another way that you can make a little extra income. So the last thing that you really need to know before going into another market, especially if you are investing for yourself, is you need to find a great property manager. So, I mean, obviously this is going to be important for your own deals because you need somebody who's going to take care of it once you actually buy it. But even if you're wholesaling, a lot of your potential buyers are going to be buy and hold investors. So if you already have a relationship with a property manager set up ahead of time, you have somebody who, you know, when you're talking to prospective buyers, you can say, hey, I already have this great property manager. Let me introduce you to them. They can answer, you know, additional questions that you might have. It's also really going to help to make them feel more comfortable investing there because they need a team and you need a team. You know, before you're going to move to this other market, you're going to have to have some people that you already know who can take care of things for you. So those are some of the basic steps you need to know before moving to a different market. And I hope that kind of helps you to not feel like as stressed about it and not feel like it's very unattainable. So next, I want to talk about the pros and cons of investing in a different market. Through this episode, we've talked you know, about why you should and how you actually can get started investing in a market that you don't live in. But I want to talk about the pros and cons, and specifically, I want to talk about the cons because I've learned a lot in the last year and a half doing this, and I don't want to paint the picture that it's extremely easy and that there's no cons to it. So I feel like it's only fair that I actually talk about some of the downsides. So one of the main downsides for me was I didn't realize how tough it is to not be able to just drive over and at least drive by the outside of the house to, you know, see what the neighbor's houses look like, to, you know, see how they're taking care of it. Is the grass overgrown? You know, is the fence falling down? You know, all of those things that you kind of take for granted when you've been investing in a market that you live in, that you can just drive on down the street and go see it. So that takes some time to get used to, which brings me to the next point, is that you really, really have to trust your person that is your boots on the ground there. You are relying on them for a lot. And so one thing that helps is asking them to take a video as they're driving up to the house. So ask them to start a video from you know, right when they turn onto the street as they're driving by so that you can see the houses around it and, you know, know what what that area actually looks like. You have to really, really trust that person because there are ways that they can kind of take advantage of you, as, you know, especially depending on how they're getting paid. You have to really, really trust that person. Another thing that's a con is it takes time to learn this other market. Um, you know, you... I, I definitely took it for granted. You know, I'd been selling and investing in Oklahoma City for so long that, I mean, I didn't really even have to run comps. It was just so easy for me to know, like, oh, that's what that house is worth. That's how much it can rent for. It just, it was a simple thing to me. And moving into a different market, you know, I had to really rely on, you know, the realtors that I know in that area and people who I trust to, you know, run the comps and, be able to tell me a price that's actually realistic because, you know, even with your, if you find a realtor in that area, 
you have to know and find out if they are an investment-friendly realtor. Do they actually know what they're talking about when it comes to, you know, running comps and knowing rental rates and, you know, stuff like that. The last thing I want to talk about as a con is you kind of take for granted being able to network with people in person. You know, especially with me being in Oklahoma City, because I was with Keller Williams and, you know, I I just know so many of the players in this market. I mean, it's so easy for me to, you know, if there's a property that somebody else had owned at one point, I can just pick up the phone and call them. Whereas moving into a different market, I don't know the players. Like, I don't know if, you know, who I'm mailing is you know, a, a huge realtor or if there's somebody that people don't like doing business with. I mean, right off the bat, I had a guy who I was introduced to by a lead who I got that, you know, this guy told me, yeah, you know, I wholesale a bunch too. I'm also a realtor. Send me any leads you get. You know, I'd be happy to work them and pay you referral fees on them and blah, blah, blah. And everything seemed great, so I was sending him a bunch of leads, and this guy just straight up ghosted me. And, (laughs) I mean, it kind of sucked, but, I mean, I sent him a ton of leads, and he just ghosted me. I mean, I had sent him the form to sign and everything, um, and I just, I couldn't freaking get a hold of him. So I have no idea if he ended up closing some of these leads or not, but, you know, that's one of the things you don't really think about until you actually start getting into another neighborhood. So those are the cons. Let's talk about the pros. I, you know, I feel like some of these are kind of going to be going over some of the stuff that I've already talked about. Um, But one of the pros is once you learn how to find the deals and wholesale, you can really move into any market you want. I mean, especially if you are used to selling, wholesaling, investing in your current market, the way that you do things, it, it, it's, it's the same. I mean, it, it just really is. Yes, there's nuanced things and, you know, not being able to see the property in person, stuff like that, that you're, that you're going to have to learn. But the pro is like, once you can do this in one market that you don't live in, you can really move anywhere. You know, you can start finding deals and wholesaling or investing anywhere you want. And that is extremely freeing to feel you know, because maybe your market gets oversaturated like Oklahoma City did, or, you know, the market really crashes in, in your area. Having that freedom to just be like, hey, it's not working here. I'm going to go somewhere else is extremely freeing that you're not going to have to be, your business isn't going to be hurt with what the market does or doesn't do. So that's a huge pro. Um, another thing is moving into a different market is you can get higher cash flow and higher rates of return. I mean, I know for me, the rates of return for especially rental properties in Lawton versus Oklahoma City are huge. I mean, it hasn't been that way, but in the last two years, I mean, the prices of homes in Oklahoma City has just absolutely skyrocketed. And the areas that I could buy really good cash flowing deals, they're not good cash flowing deals anymore. And so being able to move into this other market allowed me to get better rates of return and especially better cash flow. That's the second pro. The third one um, is you're not stuck to just investing where you live. You're not. 
once you learn how to do this. And so I know it feels scary. I know that it, you know, it feels like really out of your comfort zone. But like I was saying before, it opened you up to so many new opportunities. It opened you up to new people, all of these different things that, you know, that you have that peace of mind that no matter what happens, you're going to be okay because you know how to move to different markets. So I hope this uh, this episode was valuable to you guys, um, especially if you don't live in Oklahoma City or in the Midwest where the prices are lower, that, you know, find people who you trust, find at least one person or a team who you trust, learn how to actually find deals if you're not actually, if you're not doing it right now, and just get to work. I mean, you'd you can't get started if you don't take action, <laughs> you know, so it, it's one thing to just learn about it, but in, until you really just jump in, you're really not going to know how it goes. So if I can help you in any way or be of support to you, if you're already trying to go into a different market, please reach out. I'm happy to help in any way I can, but hope you guys got value out of this and thank you so much for your time and listening. Have a great day. Bye-bye.